Hello, fellow travelers. This is David Woods, your host and trusted guide. Welcome to our little fellowship as we gather to discuss the Christian life in a post-Christian world. We are broadcasting from Babylon with love. Hey guys, this 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 episode is a little different. Okay, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, like Sunday, like Sunday, Sunday, like right now, Sunday, like this week, Sunday, like Mother's Day. Okay, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, "Wow, what a horrible person! What's wrong with you? Why aren't you inside with your wife and kids? Why are you in your garage recording a podcast? We don't need it that bad. It's not that important. It's not a big deal. Okay, you could just take a pass. Just take a pass sometimes. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. The kids are down. Okay. We had a nice sushi dinner, me and my wonderful wife. We had like a good, full, beautiful day. And uh, and so she's relaxing. Everything's good. She knew I was going to be recording the podcast sometime this weekend. She's like, oh, yeah, what, you know, what are you going to record? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, something or, <laughs> something or other. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I'll read some poetry or I'll, you know, like rant about something. You know, whatever it is. But here's the deal. She doesn't know I'm doing this. But I honestly, we had such a good day today. And I was like, when I was walking with my family, so this is what happened, okay? We went out the door, like right out the door. We didn't get in our car. We went out the door. We live in San Juan, San Juan Capistrano, okay? San Juan Capistrano. We live in San Juan Capistrano. We walk right out our door. We go down the hill, and we walk into town, okay? My life, my life, my wife, my wife, my life. My wife loves a walk, okay? I love a walk, too. My wife loves a walk. So Mother's Day, what does she want? She wants to walk. So let's get the kids. Let's do it. Get the double stroller going. You know, my my oldest son's five years old, right? He's got powerful legs, you know, like, okay, he can do this, right? We're going to walk into town, okay? Not a short walk, but not the furthest walk ever, right? We live in a really cool spot. We love we love walking into town. So we, we walk into town. It's like one of those overcast days. It's like a perfect walking day. Like if you made up a walking day, that was what we had today. So it, we're walking. It's overcast, nice and cool, right? Everything's just like, mm. We like stop for like breakfast burritos at El Molino. Like we're we're just like taking our time, pick up a couple coffees. We're walking downtown, you know. We're looking around. San Juan Capistrano, beautiful town, and it's and it's getting even more beautiful, beautifuler, uh, you know, whatever. And we're walking past this, that, and the other thing, you know. People are out. It's Sunday. It's Mother's Day. You know, a lot of people. I mean, like a lot of no Rona, you know, people, but a lot of people, normal people too, like just emerging from, you know, whatever. And, and so there's like, you know, there's a lot of like life and there's a lot of coolness and goodness and, and it's early in the morning, you know, it's, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful day. We walk into town, we go here, we go there, and then we head to Mission San Juan Capistrano, right? Some of you have been to the mission if you're locals around here. The mission is just beautiful. So we got like the family pass. We just walk in. I walk in. I go, Woods family. They look it up. They're like, go right ahead, sir. I feel like, you know, like we're, you know, we're part of things, right? Um, it doesn't cost hardly anything, but it still feels pretty cool. I'm like, what, uh, Woods family, you can find us under Woods. And, uh, and she's like, David. I'm like, that's right. That's right. David Woods. That's right. And so we walk into the mission, you know, we got the kids. Everybody's just, and the mission is so beautiful. Like you got the ruins, you got the old chapel, you got all these things, you got the flowers are just bursting with life and it's Mother's Day. And so I don't know, like, you know, people are holding flowers, they're walking around with their moms, you know, it's just moms everywhere, you know, like fields of moms. And, 
And so we're like, we're just going in the nooks and crannies. We're looking at the old place where they made wine. We're looking at this place where they're doing this sort of gardening thing. Like they're growing these crops and veggies and things like this. And, you know, I got had and I got my youngest son in the stroller, you know. So I'm going like a little off-roading with him. And we're trying to kind of fit into doorways and things like this. And we're looking around. And my wife, Lisa, is with John and Violet, like just taking them around and, going places where I, maybe I can't go because of the stroller. So I'm just like, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll meet you around. You know, I'm being, I'm being, you know, a decent person, you know? And as we're walking through the mission this morning, I'm thinking about life. I'm saying prayers. Like my heart's like starting to soften, like open up. Okay. I don't know. Like I, you know, you start this podcast thing and you're just like, you just want people to be able to be Christian. You know what I mean? Like you just want people to be like, Hey, you know, maybe like evangelical culture is like a joke and that's okay. Like maybe there's a lot more interesting things about life and maybe like we could think more, maybe we can dive into deep, you know, topics more, but maybe also, maybe we could also just like pause sometimes and be like thankful for life. And so like, I'm walking around the mission with my family and I'm looking around, I'm like, I'm just so like overwhelmed at how good the Lord is. I'm so overwhelmed how much I have to be thankful for. I'm like, you could have stole. I'm like, I am thankful. And like my heart's just like opening up. I'm like, I'm thankful for the California poppy. I'm thankful for that thing over there. Like, I don't know a lot of the names of the flowers. So that I, I hit my, I just hit my quota with, with the one. Okay. But I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all these random strangers. I don't know that look like they kind of love each other. And I'm just like, yes, I'm thankful. And I'm looking around and I'm looking, you know, like I'd go circling around, you know, my wife takes the kids to one side. I take I take the youngest in the stroller and to the other side. And at one point I look across like, like the, sort of the field and it's got like this beautiful fountain in it and stuff like this. I look across and I just see my wife and my wife, like some of you, if you're my buddies or whatever, you, you know, <laughs> I always have this like suspicion that, you know, I have like 20 friends that just listen to this stuff. <laughs> so some of you know this, my wife is amazing. Okay. And I don't mean like, Oh, you know, <laughs> Because I love her, you know, I mean, like, objectively, my wife is so pretty. Objectively, my wife is so kind. Objectively, my wife is so smart, so funny. So my wife is funnier than hardly anybody even realizes how funny she is. My wife is so funny. My wife is so talented. She's like a musician. She's an artist. She's this incredible mom. And I just looking at her. And she doesn't think about herself these ways, you know what I mean? Like, which makes it even like more like powerful to me. Because she's not like, you know, like, oh, I'm <laughs> whatever. I don't know. She's she's not like, you know, she's not into herself like that. She's not like a, a, like a weirdo, you know. She's like this like grounded person, you know what I mean? She's like so like grounded. She loves Jesus. I'm just like looking at her. I'm like, that's all I want to think about. That's all I want to talk about. Like I had like notes and stuff and I just want to <laughs> – she has no idea this is happening. Honey, I'm sorry. You're going to listen to this. You're not going to know what's going on until you're in the middle of listening to this. This is just what this is what I'm doing right now <laughs> while you're Marco Polo and Kalen or something, right? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Or maybe you're watching Seinfeld or something, and you got a you know a glass of red in hand or something. Whatever it is, you're you're living your best life, and I'm in the garage right now, babe. Okay, <laughs> but I'm telling you this morning when we were walking around, I just I looked at this woman. I said, "This is incredible," and I just started praising Jesus because here's the thing, man. You could do all sorts of stuff with your life, right? You can do all sorts of stuff with your life. 
and you could live all sorts of things and you could challenge yourself and you could try to learn things and you could whatever we're all up to. But at the end of the day, the gift that the Lord gives you of the people in your life, just just stop, you know, shut your mouth, stop, think about the people in your life. I don't care if they're crabby, cranky. I don't care if they get hangry more times than there are meals in the day. Look at the people in your life for a second. This, I'm like Tony Robbins, except a Christian right now. Like, look at, look around you. <laughs> I just want to pull your car over and write down the three people that you love. Okay, but I'm serious, okay? I'm dead serious, okay? How do you live a, a deeper Christian life or a post-Christian world? You just be grateful. You, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just take a step back and you just say, this is unbelievable. I have an incredible wife who is an incredible mom of three incredible children. And I don't deserve that. And I don't mean like, you know, that's the cool thing to say, or that's like a Christian idea that we don't deserve anything. It's a particularly Protestant idea. But you know what I mean? I, I, I don't mean it that way. I, I mean, I do, but I don't. I mean, like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, you know, I used to hope I'd be married. I You know, I don't know what guys think. Um, and now I don't know what guys think. Guys are so screwed up right now. I feel so bad. Like, I feel like the young guys that I know, and like, I just pray for them. Like, my students at the school, like, I love those kids so much, dude. Like, they're so, they have so much, like, in their hearts. And I know the world's just like, especially with young guys, the world's just trying to crush them. It's just like, it's like, don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive. That's, that's not masculine, you know, whatever. So, we have some stupid ideas running around about what it is to be a man. We have so many stupid ideas running around. When I was a kid, like when I was a young guy, I was like, man, I hope to be married. Like I look forward to being married, but I didn't know what that really meant. I was just like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I want to have a family and stuff like that. It's incredible to just think thoughts like that, to be like when I was like 10 or whatever, I used to think I want to be married someday. I want to have kids someday. And now like I'm walking, I'm pushing a stroller through Mission San Juan Capistrano at whatever in the AM on the most perfect, like overcast, cool walk, walk me please day. And I'm looking at this woman and I'm like, how is it possible that I have this life? How is it even possible that someone this incredible loves me and is taking like these children and like bringing them like up in the ways of the Lord? And then like, how is it even possible? How am I even like, how am I even a part of this family? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever thought like, why the heck do you have anyone? <laughs> and some of you are like, I don't. Why did you bring it up? No, look, hear me, hear me. Okay. The Lord is so kind. Okay. He's so kind. I'm not just like, I'm not trying to like, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. Is it Christian bragging to be like, I have a great wife. I know that can be like really lame or even oppressive. I just, I just think it was insane. Like I'm walking around there and I'm just thinking, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I have this woman. I am so grateful that I have this family. I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of, of these people's lives. And I don't care who you are. You're a part of some lives. And I don't care. Again, I don't know. I'm walking around seeing all these strangers. And I'm sure everyone's all messed up and stuff. But like, you know, everyone's also beautiful in some weird, crazy, messed up way. And they're like really beautiful. And they're also just like little kids, you know? Everyone is just a little kid and they're sensitive and someone hurt their feelings and now they don't know what's going on, okay? That is adulthood right there. They're a little child, they're sensitive, someone hurt their feelings and now they don't know what's going on, okay? That's what it means to be an adult. So if you look at adults like this is a sensitive little kid who got their feelings hurt and now they don't know what's going on. 
Okay, then you can love them. Okay, then you can look at them. You can be like, yeah, you know, that stranger totally just walked in front of me with their stroller, which was a lot more expensive than my stroller, and she's acting like her kids a lot more important than mine. But you know what? That lady, even though she has a baby, she also is kind of a baby herself. She's like a child inside, a sensitive person, and someone hurt her feelings, or someone should have, <laughs> someone should have hurt her feelings, and now she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know what's going on. She thinks this, that, and the other thing, and whatever. But she's just a person. She's a beautiful person. She's a wonderful person. You have people in your life. I don't care what they are. They're kind of amazing. Like, they're kind of amazing. Like, it's still amazing. It's still amazing, the gift of people that the Lord has given to us. So, yeah, I'm talking about my people for just a hot second. And you're like, why the heck are you doing this, dude? Why are you taking our time to tell us about people that aren't necessarily our people, and I just, I don't know. I feel like Thanksgiving is like a path to deep Christianity. Eucharisto, right? Like to be grateful to the Lord, to give thanks for the things he has given us. It just felt so crazy as I was walking around the mission today. I'm looking at every single one of these people in my little family. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like Lisa is amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She doesn't think she's amazing. It makes her more amazing. You know what I mean? Like, she, she loves Jesus. I don't know. You find yourself someone who loves Jesus because it's the best thing in the world when, when, you're, not, when you're not trying to, like, hope someone will love Jesus. You know, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I'm so thankful she loves Jesus and that she has her own relationship with the Lord. I'm so thankful that she's, like, talented and interested in the world and, and she's interesting and she's all these other things and it's, it has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like, in the really coolest way. You know, I know some people are like, I don't know, they want like a, I don't know, they want to fall in love with someone who like, is like a follower or a fan. And I told my buddy this one time when he was trying to figure things out. I said, you don't need a fan. You, you need a, you need like someone who will challenge you. You need someone who will, you need an equal. You don't need a fan. You don't need, and I'm not looking for someone who's like, oh, I can't even, how are you even talking to me? Like you don't, you know, I don't know what people think. You need an equal. You need a partner, man, in life. You need a partner. You need an equal. And you need a person who's strong. And if you're a Christian, man, I hope you, you know, you get yourself a person who is like a strong Christian and they're walking strong. You know, I was all inspired by Laura Batstone slash now Hashimov. I call her Hash. I just call her Hash, which doesn't sound right in every context, but I call her Hash and everybody was digging that time, that pod a couple weeks back when she's just talking real talk about, about love and Christian dating and whatever the heck. That's the kind of stuff people, man, should know when they're 12, you know, 13, 14. And, you know, that's the kind of thing, like, somebody once upon a time told me those kinds of things. And and so I just knew somewhere in my heart, like, I knew, like, I needed to make sure what, of certain things. So Lisa comes along, changes my life, flips it upside down. So incredible, this woman. I go on and on about how incredible she is. But then I'm looking at my kids. It's Mother's Day. I'm looking at my kids. And my oldest boy, John Wolf Woods, oh, five years old, this kid. And this kid, man, when you have more than like, when you have a few kids, you, you really see things about them early on because you see how different they are. I look at John and I'm like, this kid is so kind. He has like such a sweet, sensitive heart. He's so naturally like sort of aware of how people feel. He's like a cuddler. He's just, I mean, he's like the sweetest kid. And he's my first, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's our first and and he's our oldest or whatever, just five years old, but which, you know, I, and I'm like this overprotective, or at least I especially was, you know, I'm like Mr. Brown. Have you seen the Paddington movies? I'm like Mr. Brown is, you know, I'm like, 
I'm all like, ugh, whatever. And then we like have our son and I'm like, I'm like helicopter dad. I'm like, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Watch out, be careful. Don't do that. Be careful. Stop that. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. I'm just like, this poor little five-year-old has had the full brunt of me like being like overly protective and terrible. <laughs> I'm just like, and for all that, his little spirit hasn't quite been crushed. And I'm like, I owe this kid so much more. I need to just calm down so much more. I need to give him, you know, I, I don't want him to be that firstborn that gets all the firstborn treatment. And he totally has gotten a lot of the firstborn treatment. And I'm like, man, I appreciate, I am so thankful for my son. I look at this kid and I'm like, he isn't just brilliant. He isn't just funny. He isn't just like, he's kind. He is kind. I like, I pray over him and I just pray like the Lord would just keep him growing in kindness and his sensitive little heart. He's always just looking out. He's, he's thinking we're having these conversations, man, about Jesus. He's getting older. We're, we read, we read the Narnia series together. We're having conversations about that. Like every time I put him down at night, and I hang out in his room for a little while, and we either listen to stories together, and I read stories, or we talk, or he asks questions, and man, that kid is just so wonderful. I'm so, so thankful for my five-year-old John. I'm so thankful for him. Hold me to this. You don't even know who I am if you're listening to this podcast, some of you, but hold me to this, man. I, I, I need to just curate the space in which he can thrive. Do you know what I mean? Like, not just sort of stifle him with all that overprotective, you're the firstborn, like, energy that I've been like, <gasps> you know, just like, let him breathe, you know what I mean? Let him make mistakes without just, like, jumping on it, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I can just, like, see, I can see myself, you know? You can see yourself, and you're just like, stop being yourself, what are you doing? So, I just, like, I feel that because I see what is so precious about him, and I see what is so like beautiful about the way the Lord made his heart and the way his like mind works, the way he thinks about things, the way he cares about people, how sensitive he is, how like wanting and willing and, and able he is to like make a friend in a second with anybody. Like he's just like, his heart is just open. It's just like this giant squishy heart. And it's just open to all the children in the world and to all the adults. Like everybody we see, he starts talking to them. He's waving. I'm John. I just turned five years old. You know, and, he, and he's not like just like talking on and on about himself. He'll ask them about themselves. He like loves people. He just loves. He just loves. He's just a little love. He's just a little love. And oh, Lord Jesus, pray for me. I don't want to like crush that with my like... Be careful, be careful. Not John, 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 John. You know, like I just want to like, just, I don't know. Sometimes I just, I, I wish, you know, I wasn't my, I just wish I was a better person. I love that kid so much. He is so wonderful. Just who he is in the Lord as a person. I'm so thankful for him. I think about my daughter. Oh, if you knew my daughter, man, my daughter is something else. My daughter, you know, you meet my daughter, if you know my daughter for a little while, you think you get the similar vibe that I get. And the vibe is this. At some point, she's going to be ruling a lot of people. And I hope she's kind. <laughs> like, okay, she's so fierce. She's so, like, a thousand percent. She's so, but she's, like, also so funny. And she's so, she is such like a dominant personality. She's so tough. 
Like this girl is going to run this world. And I'm just like, oh, don't forget about us, honey. <laughs> when you get to the top, don't forget about us. Like if, if I was a fan of somebody, I'm a fan of my daughter. Like my wife and I joke around. We're like, I hope she thinks we're cool. I hope, I hope we get to be her friend someday. <laughs> you know, she's just like, I don't know that she's operating in a different, there's a different thing going on. <laughs> She can be very sweet, you know, but she doesn't have sweet, like sensitive cornered like John does. She's like intense. She's intense. She's funny. She's silly. But she is just like, I'm just like in awe of like her like power, <laughs> her strength, you know, her like wildness. My my wife named her Violet Wilder Woods, you know, Laura Ingalls Wilder and and yet Wilder, man. That's, you know, we call her Vi Wai. She's just like, she. I just, I, again, it's like, I just hope she lets me in whatever kingdom she ends up running, wherever on the earth she ends up deciding to live, uh, like whatever, whatever she ends up controlling. I just, I hope she uses her powers for good, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure she will, but she is just like, she's just incredible. There's that story. It's like in the Bhagavad Gita about like a child, you know, he opens his mouth and there's like a world inside when my daughter like opens her mouth to like laugh, scream, whatever, or, or shout or something or whatever. It's like, there's worlds. It's like, there's a universe like in there. And she's just like, yeah! or she's like, you know, or it's just booming laughter. She's just like, she's just so cool, man. And I, and like kids don't have to be cool. That's like a weird, she's really cool. And it's just because of who she is. And I'm just like, man, she's so, she's just so punk rock. And she doesn't even know what that means. So I was like walking around the mission. I'm looking at this girl. I'm just like, I'm so thankful for this girl. I am so thankful for this perfect little girl. She's incredible. I pray for her. I just love this girl. I can't believe I get to be her daddy. And on top of that, she was born on my birthday. Oh, we share a birthday. Her birthday and my birthday forever. It's going to be little daddy-daughter dates. Like, in, in all the perfect worlds, you couldn't have drawn that up. Like, if you had drawn that up and, like, handed me a slip of paper, when I'm, like, I don't know, 16, like, when I'm just, like, a kid, you know, um, and, and you were, like, hey, someday you're going to have a daughter. She's going to be born on your birthday. She's going to be a birthday gift. And then forever, you guys are going to share the birthday, and you have these special daddy-daughter birthday dates where you go out, and it's just the two of you, and it's just you and your precious little angel, your little Vi Wai. And if you had told me that at any age in my life, I'd be like, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. Yes, I'll sign up for that life every single day from here to kingdom come. And that's the life I got. I'm so thankful for that girl. Third child, Haddon Arthur Woods. Hattie Wax, Hattie Snacks, no matter how you slice it, kid is a bruiser, okay? Now, I don't know, third born or whatever, and I'm less... And I'm just like, I'm just down, I'm just down, a little more down to get rowdy, you know, like just, bat. he, okay, we watched Night at the Museum, like the original one the other night, and there's that scene <laughs> where Ben Stiller's holding the monkey, whatever the monkey's name is, Dexter or something, and like the monkey like slaps him and then he slaps back and they just start slapping each other, and it's like, you know, crazy, and you're like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't do that, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm always watching like with my kids in mind, because they're pretty young, and, and I'm like, okay, Something about that monkey, Dexter, like reminds me of like Haddon. I call him Young Herc because he's like getting these like like <laughs> dirty blonde like curls, you know, like and he's just this tank. He's this little bruiser, and he's like he's so full of joy. He was like the most joy filled like baby we had. He was just like baby joy, joy baby, but so much strength this kid. And so now it's combined like joy and strength, and it's like 
I don't know. It's like a little, like, it's wild. Like, it's it's just so adorable. And then he'll punch you in the face. <laughs> and he really will. He'll, like, pick up something heavy. And you'll kind of, he'll kind of give you a look. And you'll give him a look. And you're smiling. And then he'll just, wham, he'll just take, like, your iPhone and just crack it onto the bridge of your nose. And just, and, and just be, like, totally smiling the whole time. But now he's, like, very aware that he's actually doing that. He's like trying to figure out how he's gonna feel about that. You know, he's like, he's not two yet. You know, I mean, he's still, he's, he's still a baby, but he's a huge baby. Like he's a giant, like bruiser. Like he's, he's a football player. He looks like the kid that would like take your lunch money. I don't know if you ever had a kid take your lunch money, but that's what my son looks like. Young Herc, man. And so like this kid, this kid, it's so funny. Just like wrestling around with him and stuff. He's so sweet. And then he punches you in the face and he just like smiles. Huge smile, laughing, like, no hard feelings, Dad. Like, no. <laughs> very East Coast vibe, right? Very East Coast vibe. Like, like just, you know, crack you in the jewels and be like, nothing personal. Like, just let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go play, play football. I mean, he, he's just incredible. I love this kid so much. He's my little Hattie Wax, my little King Arthur, my little Prince, my little young Herc. I'm just like, oh, man, something about being third, you know, like, that just, you can tell. You can tell it's going to be easy. <laughs> you can just tell. You can tell. You can just tell, right? You can just tell he's going to be he's going to be having a good time with life. So that's that's my third, okay? My family, I'm so thankful for my family. I want you to just whoever you are, whatever your family looks like, I just want you to think about how thankful you actually are for these people. And even if you got to dig deep, like, you know, I mean there's sometimes when, you know, head and cracks the bridge of my nose with my phone or something or or there's sometimes when Violet screams, you know, on my ear and I feel like my brain is melting and like I don't know where I am and I don't know if I can be, you know, like, you know, safe as a person, you know, um, like there's times, you know, when life's hard, you know, but if you just look around right now and you just think about the people you have to be thankful for, like do me a solid, like just tell people you love them, just tell them you are thankful for them, just tell them and tell the Lord, tell the Lord. Oh, we tell the Lord so many things. Lord, I bruised my ankle. You know, Lord, I stubbed my toe. Oh, Lord, I want more money. You know, we tell the Lord all sorts of nonsense, you know. Tell the Lord how thankful you are for the people in your life. That's a good thing, man. That is a good thing. You want to live a deeper Christian life or a post-Christian world, whatever the heck our slogan is. You know, whatever that is. Like, if you want that, then just be thankful. Just be deeply thankful. And, you know, write, take minutes, you know, record a podcast. Even if you never upload it, record a podcast just saying how thankful you are for your, your people. Like, just record that. Like, do that. Just say that, write that, be that, think that, sing that. I don't care. Just be so, think about how thankful you are for the people in your life. I'm telling you, that's good. I'm thankful for my family. And here's another thing I'm thankful for and, and not always getting a lot of play. But I am thankful for work, okay? I don't know. Work can take a bad rap, right? Because it's under the curse and everything. And it's not it's not always great, right? And it's under the curse, right? It's cursed, okay? So obviously work's going to be like, bah. but like take a moment and just be thankful you have work. You know what I mean? Like if you have work, if you don't, like please Jesus, whoever's listening to this, if they're looking for a job and they don't have a job, I pray in all absolute sincere honesty with whoever's listening that you would help that person find a job. And that would be good work. It would be good, honest work that they can do with integrity and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, if you do have a job, though, if you have a job, honest work, be thankful for that work. 
I was, so I'm a high school teacher. I didn't plan on being a high school teacher. I'm so unbelievably thankful that I get to work at the school I work at. I'm surrounded. You guys hear him on the pod. I'm surrounded by some of the most quality people you could find. If you were like, if you're like, yeah, we're going to do a casting call for, you know, a movie full of quality people with Christian Orthodox roots, you know, like you'd find these people. If someone was really looking, you know, scouring the earth for quality people who love Jesus, like you, you would find the kind of people I work with. You would find it. That's why they're on the pod. That's why they show up. And a lot of them don't show up because they're like, oh, no, no, I would never do that. And that that's what makes them awesome, right? And then the people who do show up because I talk them into it or I drag them into it, um, that's what makes them awesome too, right? Is like they're just, they're just awesome. I, I work with great people. I work at a great school. I can't believe I'm a high school teacher. It's awesome. I can't believe how awesome it actually is. Like if I just pause like I did the other day and just think about how thankful I am I have a job, like it's overwhelming to have a job. It is not easy to live in this world. It's not easy to, to have a job. And and so to have a job at all, period, full stop, Eucharisto, man. I am so grateful. I, I give so much thanks to Jesus for work and for and then and then be specific, right? Like I am so thankful to work at this high school that I work at. A little plug, Pacifica Christian High School, Orange County. I'm a little, little plug, a little plug ski. Not that they need it, but a little plug ski. Um I love my boss. I love the people who I work with, I love the staff, and I love these, I love these goofy students, man. I mean, that goofy. Some of them are, are geniuses, and it's scary. You're like, oh, geez, like when are you going to be president? You know, some of them are like all disturbingly competent young people. Uh, not disturbingly, impressively, I should have said, impressively competent. But like, I love my students, and I love my school. I've never worked in like a Christian environment before, <laughs> except for church. But you know what I mean. I never like my work work, you know what I mean? Like I'm bivocational. So I've never worked at like a Christian place. Okay, so we had here's a story for you. We had a we had a sex ed talk the other day, sort of. It was like a sex ed panel. Okay, now, you know, think about how awful that could be in any environment ever, like at any age ever, right? At, always, right? That that almost should always be awful, right? Like that's the that's like the the, the butt of certain jokes. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, like, you know, you, that, that should be insane. We had this, we had a sex ed panel. It was just the guys in the gym at this high school. And like the, like four of our, three of our faculty and our principal were up there, like, just like answering questions that have been submitted anonymously and being completely frank. Okay. Completely like, like being honest. I mean like appropriate, but honest. Right. And talking about like what, like, it's all about like what the Lord actually designed, like sex, sexuality, like, like, I, like, and, and like, and like not to shame anyone and not to like discourage anyone, but like to encourage like these young guys that like, there's a way to honor the Lord, to, to respect, you know, women. There's a way to do these things that the culture is not helping anyone necessarily do, but there's a way to do it. And there are real life people who are walking with integrity before the Lord. And there's a real reason, like, it's not just like about whatever shame and like, you know, like whatever, like Puritan, whatever uptight thing. Like I was sitting in, you know, the bleachers, I'm doing like a little crowd control, make sure everyone's like kind of focused and not like being totally distracted. And, and I'm just like, I was just like astonished at like the quality. I mean, I'm not astonished. I don't know how to explain it. Cause I know the people obviously on this panel. And so it's not surprising, but I was astonished that this thing even happens. I was astonished that a Christian school could talk about such real things in such a not sort of shaming way, in such a not sort of simplistic way, in such a not cliched way. 
and to do so in a way that was like, hey, the, the grown-ups around you are, are walking with the Lord and these things matter to us. We're not just telling you know young people to be something or to think certain ways or to act certain ways. And we're, and no and it was just like an invitation to like a, a more sort of like comprehensive, beautiful, rich, theologically profound, you know, way of understanding those kinds of issues. And and you know, when that like happened and I just like was stunned. I was just like so thankful. I was just so thankful that I'm around like grown up men who aren't like children, you know what I mean? Like grown up men who know how to walk with the Lord in integrity and know how to articulate it in a candid way because they want to encourage young guys that that this is something that they can they can like live into, that they can trust the Lord with, that they can understand, you know, as they move toward the thing the Lord calls them to. Like I, it was just crazy. I don't know. I don't know why, but it just blew my mind that it was like this was so right. You know, it was just so like, I was just so thankful that that happened. Like it's a small school, handful of people, you know, whatever in the, in the, in the student body, a couple hundred kids or whatever. And I was just like, this is like a precious thing, dude. Like, and I'm like a grown man. Like I'm not, I don't know. Like I'm not overly, I don't know, sweet, sensitive, sentimental, like, you know, I, and, and, and to the idea that we could encourage like teenagers to like, you know, be men, like be real men of integrity, men, men of honor, men that have like, like a serious commitment to the Lord and a serious commitment to like receiving the world the Lord brings them in life on the Lord's terms. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it, like the, the, the need, especially with young guys, but the, the need to like encourage young men that you can be a man of God, that that's a real thing that the world doesn't really know what to do with because it doesn't see that very often because of all the stupid cliches, because of the embarrassing cliches about guys being like giant children, like buffoons, like perpetual adolescents, like uh, afraid to change a diaper, afraid of commitment. All this just like cowardly, embarrassing, like ridiculous stuff about what guys have become and what the cliches are perpetuating. Like, it's so humiliating. It's so depressing. It's so maddening to see what our culture thinks of men on in every direction. And I mean in every direction. What it then oversteers to correct into some sort of tough guy, MMA and red meat is kind of nonsense, like whatever, plus Jesus. You know, like I've seen that be one, like some one of the most embarrassing versions of like absurd, you know, fake masculinity imaginable, you know, like, <laughs> this Christianized, like, and you know, and uh, we're here, you know, to be in charge, you know, it's like, dude, I want to put your head through a window, you know what I mean? Like, there is a way, there is a way to walk with strength and honor and integrity in the Lord and not be a buffoon or an idiot or a coward, do you know what I mean? And yet, like, think about how many guys you know that are actually doing that, right? Like, it's, 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 rare it's rare to see people men in particular walking with the lord with seriousness of commitment with honesty with integrity with decency with respect for other people with an equal respect and a treatment of women as actual equals like we're in such an embarrassingly sort of insanely abusive sort of culture and society when it comes to men treatment of women that's like like you don't even know like any more that it can be done. Okay. So I work at a school in which there's like 
there's men of God who are like men of God. And it's like, oh, look at that. Look at this, young guys. Like, have ye hope. <laughs> like, like, observe. You know? <laughs> like, imitate them as they imitate Christ, you know? Like, like, this is real. Like, you could actually be a man of God. Anyway, I work at a school that has, like, people, grown-ups, who love the Lord and walk with integrity and can be an example for young people without, like, being ridiculous or without being, like, fake or without being like so heavy-handed that no young person would ever listen to you. You know what I mean? Like th there's something about a genuine person with genuine like integrity that uh, that everyone will listen to. Like anyone, anyone who's like has their head on their shoulders would notice someone of integrity through time. They would notice that person. And I'm like privileged to be able to work alongside people like that. And I'm not saying that just because they might listen to this. You know, and what, I don't know, what am I going to give a high five? No Rona, air five. Um, maybe a fist bump because we've got the double bump of the vaccine and we're feeling a little more confident. <laughs> Although we don't want to get out over our skis, gentlemen. Either way, I say this because it's true. I couldn't believe that I live and, and I couldn't believe that I work at a place like that with people like that and and that we're able to like just be there for these kids and like actually try to like help these kids find like a good way to live, you know, as well as like teach them the things we teach them, which are really important, which we're totally committed to. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm not just like a little thankful for my job. Like I'm more thankful for my job than I thought I would ever be thankful for a job, you know, like, and I had like all sorts of good ideas about what I wanted to do for a job, at least, you know, as I was growing up and stuff, but I'm thankful for my job at every single level. And it's been a hard year. It's been confusing, and people, you know, felt done whatever things, you know, trying to figure out how to how to be, you know, in a school in pandemics and all this kind of stuff. But like, I'm just so thankful to have a job, straight up. Period. End of story. And then all of a sudden, gasp! Thanks be to God. I'm so thankful I get to work with the people I work with, that I get to teach the students. I get. I'm so. I am so like. I love my kids, man. They don't. <laughs> they might not know that. I love my students. I love those kids. I think they know that. But I, I love those kids. I really do. I talk about them when I leave. I pray for them. I think about them like, how can I do better by them? How can I teach them better? How can I How can I kind of help form them better? How can I encourage them more? How can I, you know, like I think about that. Like what kind of, you know, what kind of job do you get to have that you actually care about it? And you, you, you like enjoy thinking about it when you're not working. Like that, and it's still under the curse. It's still a job, you know. You still got to grade tests, you know. You know, you, still, <laughs> you know, there's stuff, you know. You still got to do a hybrid class with a couple kids on Zoom, you know. It's still part of the fall, is all I'm saying. It's still part of the fall. But man, I love that school. I love this job. I love those people. And I was just thinking about those things today as we were walking around town. And I say, Lord Jesus, I am so thankful for my work. I would just encourage you, whatever you do, be thankful for your job. Be thankful that you have work. Be thankful for the people around you, whether they're whatever, you know, but just being thankful to be able to have work, to put food on the table, to be able to have a place. I don't care if you're renting. I'm renting. I'm probably going to rent till the day I die. It's just life, okay? Whatever. Like lilies of the field, right? Like the Lord's going to keep us all in his stead, right? We're going to be okay. But be thankful. Just take a minute today at some point if you're hearing this and and just be thankful for the work, the, for the for the job, for the ability we have to, to feed ourselves. And for the fact that, that a lot of times we don't have to eat alone. 
that, that, that we got a friend or a family member or we got someone checking in. And that's, that's leading my last thing. I am so thankful for my church. Scrappy little mug of a church, man. Scrappy little church getting through the pandemic. Scrappy little church just being like, you know what? Evangelicalism is on fire. And we, we just... We just uh, we're done. we're tired we're tired we're tired and and we're just gonna we're just gonna take the pilgrim we're just gonna I don't know we're just gonna keep following Jesus we're not gonna go back we're not gonna go back to institutional evangelicalism we're not gonna go back to pretend like nothing happenedism like we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep going forward like like we had base camp you know and it's like Everest or I don't know we're gonna keep going forward like something with a scrappy group of people who loves Jesus, loves each other. I'm so thankful for my little church. I'm so thankful for Zoe Church. I really am so thankful for it. I'm so thankful I get to teach the Bible uh, to anyone who has ears to hear it. And I'm so thankful I got my brothers on Tuesday nights uh, sharing their hearts, praying for each other. I'm so thankful that the sisters are there on Monday nights sharing their hearts with each other, praying for each other. I'm so thankful we're all connected in these different ways. It's been a crazy year plus. I know a lot of people have just lost church. I know that just like people just don't go to church anymore. People who like were way into church or like, you know, way into Jesus. People just stop going to church. Just like stop being consistent. Stop being like all in. Like the pandemic took a lot of people down and made a lot of people, you know, sort of discover their priorities and discover their endurance. And man, I just say to the whatever, 30, uh, my 30 you know, I just say to the people that are still like, you know, in it, all in um, at the little church uh, where I get to pastor. I just say, like, I love you guys. I am so thankful for you guys. I know a few of you listen to the pod and support it. And yeah, I'm thankful for that. Um, but I'm just so thankful that I get to walk side by side, even through these crazy times with people who, who aren't fake but just aren't fake and aren't trying to play church and aren't trying to play evangelicalism and aren't trying to play whatever the latest book is or whatever the latest trend is, the latest fad is, aren't trying to play. They're just trying to be people. I'm so thankful that I'd be a part of a church where discipleship and personhood are really valued, that we want to be disciples that are being formed in the image of Christ and that we want to be people with lives with full lives, that our lives aren't defined by how much we volunteer at our church or something, but that our lives are defined by the fullness of life and by the fact that we're persons created in the image of God, given families and all sorts of other things and jobs and stuff, and that that stuff is all part of this. We're doing baptisms still. Like, I got, we got some baptisms going on. We got two weddings coming up, but this church is just like always got life. It's always small and it's always got life. So, you know, anyway, I'm so thankful for my church. And I would just say to you, wherever you are, if you don't have a church, if you had a church and you don't have it anymore, pray to the Lord to tell you where you should go. Pray to the Lord. Hear me. Pray to Jesus and ask him where your church is, because you are supposed to be committed to brothers and sisters in a community of faith. You're supposed to be in a place where you're getting the life of the word by the power of the Holy Spirit in common cause and accountability with fellow Christians, you know, take being able to have, you know, communion together, to see people be baptized, become disciples yourselves, right? Like you have to have a church if you're a Christian. You just have to. I'm sorry, but like 
There's no time to play nice anymore. We are all supposed to be in a church, and we're not supposed to be a little bit into a church, like a toe in the water into a church. We're all supposed to be committed to a church where it's showing up, reliably, counting on. You can count on. You can run it call. No trouble. And you need a helping hand. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's you have a friend. I'm James Taylor right now. You have a church. You have a church. Okay, I dipped a little Beatles in that. You have a church. No. Um, everyone has a church. So if you're not going to it, it misses you. It's less without you. And I mean that. I am so thankful for my church. I hope everyone listening to this can say, I'm really thankful for my church too. If you can't say that because you're not really that committed anymore, please be committed to your church. The church, man, the church is what Christ has established. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Every single person should be at this moment able, if you're a Christian, to say, I'm so thankful for my church. And I hope you can say that. I can say that from the bottom of my heart. But I know that that's, that's also a privilege that the Lord called me to a group of people and, and, and then he, he committed me so that I had to show up and I got to be accountable. And my wife and I and my kids, like, you know, like we got to show up. You got to show up. And I hope you can say thank you for a church. I was so thankful today walking through the old mission, flowers blooming, California poppies popping. And I just saw that beautiful woman that I'm in love with who is the mother of my three incredible children. And I can't believe it. She's so strong. She's so beautiful. She's so kind. She's so funny. My three children, my job, my church, Eucharisto, my friends. I'm so thankful because God is so kind to us. I'm so thankful to Jesus for saving my soul. I am so thankful to Jesus for saving my soul. I am just so thankful to Jesus for giving me a life that I don't deserve. And I don't just mean all the people and the job and even the church. I just mean like salvation. I just mean that I can know him and I can love him. I think of a sermon I saw years ago by Sam Wells, that, that incredibly brilliant, but also sort of kind, soft-spoken, but intense Anglican priest, Sam Sam Wells, good old Sammy Wells. Gomez, if you're hearing this, big love to Sammy Wells. Um, and, and, and he ended one of his sermons about how you know Christ and to know him is to love him. And he sang this song, and that's the only way I can end this. So I'm going to sing it right now. And it's just about how I feel about Jesus right now. And I love you guys. Thank you for dealing with this podcast. I don't know what you're going to do with this. I can't believe you made it this far. Uh, you should probably have your head checked, but you should <laughs> hope it stirred some of your affections to be thankful. Talking about Jesus. To know him is to love him. To know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. And I do. I do, I do.